Welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge. You're listening to the Kona Edge. Time to chat some biking today. We head back to Australia to touch base with Damien Code to find out a little bit more uh, about uh, his bike and what he's done to improve it over time. Just a quick heads up. Thank you once again to everyone who has uh, backed the Kona Edge. If you'd like to become a patron of the show and help us keep things going, it's pretty simple. All you have to do is head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash support. We've also got uh, the Kona Edge Hall of Fame. If you want to see some of the patrons, if you'd like to see your name up in lights, head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash patrons and you can check out that Hall of Fame. And uh, yeah, every little cent helps. You have no idea how much it is helping uh, keep things going and, and sort of lessening the load, so to speak, here at the Kona Edge. This is the Coach's Corner, and it's time to chat some coaching. If you need some help uh, to get faster or if you want to get stronger, we've got access to a network of triathlon coaches around the globe that are more than willing to help you out. All you have to do is head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. If you own a coaching business or if you're a coach yourself and you'd like to get uh, a bit of uh, airtime here on the podcast, all you have to do is head over to that same URL, scroll down to the bottom, all the details are there. It's thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. Welcome back on to yet another edition of the Kona Edge. We head back to Australia to touch base with Damon Codes, who's in Cairns. Damon, welcome back. Nice to nice to chat. You've admitted your bike out of the three disciplines. Not that it's uh, terrible, but it is the, the weakest of the three and, and where you're focusing most on right now. Uh, what what are some of the things that, that concern you about your bike right now? Uh, what concerns me on the bike? Um, you know, I think... Um, I think uh, I don't actually have a huge concern on the bike. I never get worried on the bike. Um, I, of the three disciplines, it is the one I do enjoy the most. Um, I enjoy the journey on the bike. I'm never too worried about where I'm placed on the bike. Um, I, I see it as a bit of a launching pad for the run. Um, but having said that, you know, you cannot let yourself get uh, too far behind. So my concern is uh, that I'm always within, um, I guess, a striking shot of uh, anyone that uh, I'm, up, uh, I'm up against. Let's talk about that because I think that's quite an interesting, and I don't want to use the word dilemma, but that's what it is. For, for someone like yourself who's got a, a pretty good run, and, and you might feel like you, you're falling behind of, of the guys who are ahead of you in the age group on the bike. And, and there's a temptation to try and push too hard on the bike, particularly when it's not the strongest of your disciplines. But by pushing too hard on the bike, you're going to blow your run. So how do you get that balance right of, of how hard you should be pushing and, and, and sort of being on the limit, but not going over it so that you, you negatively impact uh, the, the, the last leg? Experience. Um more Ironman you do, I, I really do think that experience um, uh, of racing um, is telling you something at the end of every race. And, uh, you know, you can you can do the bike in each race, but I always tend to think I could have gone just that little bit harder on the bike. And so slowly I think I'm getting there with uh, learning more and more about – I've only just started training with a power meter this year. 
So that's one tool that I'm using to use wisely without letting it uh, dictate my entire ride. So, um, I, you know, the experiences in the past uh, have seen me uh, finish strongly on the bike. My bike times are not the fastest in the, um, in the field, but I know that my finish on the bike and my finish on the runs allow me the knowledge to know that I can push that bit harder perhaps in the next race. And it is experience. I mean, I, I'm just thinking of, of my own experiences and, and, and my own Ironman splits. And, and the funny thing is my, my worst Ironman bike split was followed by my marathon PR. So I've never run fast in a marathon, in an yeah. Ironman or not, than in that race. And, and for me, that's a, a huge sort of sign that, you know what, if you, if you don't push sort of yourself to the limit on the bike, you tend to, to be able to run quite well. And, and I think a lot of people make that mistake. Do you, do you see a lot of age groupers making that mistake that they're almost pushing it too far beyond where they should be pushing on the bike as opposed to, to maybe just hanging back a bit more? Yeah, yeah, of course I do, Brad, but I would never tell them. <laughs> I'll delete the spot. We'll edit it out. We'll definitely edit it out. <laughs> as far as workouts go, I mean, you live in, in Cairns, so I'm presuming you don't spend too much time on the indoor trainer, or do you? And uh, what are some of your favorite workouts? Uh, yeah, no, that's a, you've raised a good point there. You know, I did talk about um, having to focus a bit more on um, working on my strength on the bike, um, and that has meant, um, you know, obviously – you know, doing a lot of hill and rides uh, up in the run that we have here, lands of, uh, of of Cairns, um, which is a you know a luxury to to have close by. Um, but certainly the wind trainer. Um, we've had a lot of wet weather uh, in the last month or so in Cairns, so I have been stuck on a. I've just uh, upgraded or, or or crossed over to another bike uh, brand and. Um, I just didn't – you never want to get your new bike wet. So <laughs> I've, um, <laughs> I've done a lot of training on the, the wind trainer and I think combination of the wind trainer and um, using the power meter um, uh, to help gauge things in a consistent manner, um, they're my, my main tools of the trade and, um, you know, a lot of hill work. And uh, I've got some sets that uh, I'm, I've been doing and monitoring since um, my last Ironman race. And, um, yeah, just uh, consistency and steady, slow improvements, Brad. And, yeah, then just making sure I'm able to convert that in a race scenario. Has, has the introduction of power had a, had a huge impact? Um, I, you know, I've only done... Ironman New Zealand uh, with the power meter and, um, you know, I promised myself I wouldn't really take much note of it um, but because it was so windy on that course, you couldn't help but use that to measure your input because, you know, you, f you might think you're flying along with the wind and then you look at your power meter and think, well, I'm really not, you know, putting in the effort that I should be and then coming back into the wind, it was very helpful in telling me whether I was sort of, you know, spending too much energy um, and, you know, with the help of the meter, I actually did manage to do a negatively, negative split. So um, I don't know whether I would have otherwise, but um, having said all that, um, I think the 
most important biggest gain for me on the bike has been doing my long rides that tend to be solo so that I can um, always relate my power figures with feel and not let the distraction of, uh, of other riders uh, sort of um, uh, distract me from trying to get that feel in my legs and um, associate that with uh, particular figures uh, on the metre. Do, do you, so it feels most important. Do you wish you had swapped to power or, or got onto power earlier or are you quite comfortable with the progression? Uh, no, I'm, I think I'm quite comfortable with the progression there, Brad. Yeah, I think, you know, at the end of the day, um, uh, you need to discover or you need to learn initially um, what feels good for you and, and your perception of effort. Learning about your perception of effort is the best thing to learn about. Um, and then learning how to use a, a power meter for me um, and then combining them has um, has helped me. So I think the progression, um, I'm, um, I've been happy with there, Brad. I think that's great advice. Well, Damien, thanks for your time once again here on the Cone Edge. Much appreciated. We look forward to catching up to chat about your run next time out. Thank you, Brad. Cheers. Time to wrap things up with a iTunes review. A iTunes review and iTunes review. I, I don't know. Uh, school wasn't my forte, but uh, a quick one from Jill84047 in the United States saying, a bit too short for a workout, but good. This is a fun, fast podcast that's too short for a workout, but makes a nice warm-up. Good info, less fluff. Jill, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Uh, I think, me personally, I don't have uh, an hour or two hours uh, to sit and listen to one podcast. My commute's fairly short, uh, so little bite-sized bits of info more often. Uh, I find, for me personally, uh, definitely eases the load, and I don't feel overwhelmed by listening to an hour-long or a two-hour-long podcast. So that's just my thought. I'd love to hear yours. Uh, if the episodes are too short or too long, please be in touch. Brad, deconaedge.com. And while you're at it, leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help. Until tomorrow, have yourself a great one. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Kona Edge. Get better on the bike. Register for our next free live online bike seminar. Get to thekonaedge.com slash bike seminar now. 